0: Welcome to an Everyday Follower of Jesus Christ. This is Holy Week Saturday. And today we're going to have a special uh, greeting for you uh, from a two and three quarters uh, little girl. Okay. What's your name? Hi, P. <laughs> Can you say hello? Hello. Can you say... I love Jesus. I love Jesus. I hope you have a good day. Yeah. (laughs) Do you want to say bye? Can you say bye-bye? Bye-bye. I love you. Thank you, Harper, reminding us of how important it is to follow the Savior's example of love. Let us return to Friday night and the haste by which the body of Jesus was rescued and prepared. Remember that in these times Saturday was the Sabbath amongst the Jews, the seventh day of the week, which in the creation was the day the Lord rested. Joseph of Arimathea, who was at heart a disciple of Christ, but who had hesitated to openly conve- confess his conversion because of fear, desired to give the Lord's body a decent An honorable interment. Quote, Most of us are not that different from Joseph. We know what we believe, but we haven't quite come to the point where we are willing to declare it from the rooftops. I take great comfort in the way this story ends when Joseph throws off his chains of fear, approaches Pilate to beg the body of Christ. This is the moment of rebirth when Joseph's love for his friend and Savior become stronger than his fear of men. Each of us has the opportunity to throw off our chains. In that moment, we leave far behind, and we leave fear far behind and move forward in faith to the love of Christ, Liz Lemon Swindle, artist. Nicodemus, another member of the Sanhedrin, who three years earlier had defended Jesus, was also a quiet disciple of him. He brought a large quantity of myrrh and aloes. The mixture was highly esteemed for anointing and embalming, but its cost restricted its use to the wealthy. These two disciples hurriedly wrapped the Lord's body in clean linen, lined with the spices, and then laid it in a new sepulcher. The tomb was in a garden not far from Calvary and was the prophet. Property of Joseph. Because of the nearness of the Sabbath, the interment had to be made with haste. The door of the sepulchre was closed, a large stone rolled against it, and thus the body was left to rest. Reference James Talmage, Jesus the Christ, chapter 35. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were found in the garden, marking in their minds the location of the tomb, and then they and other women hurried home to prepare other spices that would allow them to return on Sunday morning and complete the carrying of the body. There should be no doubt in any of our minds that his eleven disciples would have gathered somewhere to mourn and grieve together. His mother Mary is not mentioned. We can presume from the scene at the cross when John was charged to care for Mary as if she was his own mother that she was in the home of John at this time. Now it's Saturday, the Sabbath has arrived, and the Sabbath and high day. Chief priests and Pharisees came in a group to Pilate, saying, Sir, we remember that the deceiver said, while he was yet alive, after three days I will rise again. Command, therefore, that the sepulcher be made sure until the third day, lest his disciples come by night and steal him away and say unto the people, he has risen from the dead, so the last error shall be worse than the first. Unquote. Pilate says unto them, You have a watch, go your way, make it as sure as you can. Unquote. So the chief priests and Pharisees satisfied themselves that the sepulchre was secure by seeing that the official seal was affixed at the junction of the great stone and the portal and setting a watch. Unquote. Found in New Testament, Matthew chapter 27, verses 62 to 66. This is going to be a prelude to the lie that will soon be perpetuated beginning the next day. You'll have to wait until tomorrow for that story. Remember on the cross, Jesus said to one of the thieves, Verily I say unto thee, Today thou shalt be with me in paradise. Bible New Testament, book of Luke. Chapter 23, verse 43. This is a clear indication that while the body has died, the spirit lives on. Jesus, from the moment he gave up mortality, went to those in spirit prison, fulfilling another messianic prophecy. Quote, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. Bible Old Testament, Isaiah chapter 61, verse 1. While in the Bible New Testament, First Peter chapter three, eighteen to 19, we learn, For Christ also hath suffered sins. Let's try that again. For Christ also hath once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit, by which also he went and preached unto the spirits in prison. In the spirit world, we see an innumerable host of spirits waiting to greet the Son of God. The righteous dead, whose spirits had been separated from the bodies, described it as a type of bondage. They had the assurance that the time of their immortality with body and spirit reunited was near at hand. We can assume that the Savior taught continuously, from the time of his death to the time of his resurrection, great and marvelous things. There was no need to rest. None among the listeners would grow weary. The weakness of the flesh was not an issue. We find in the Book of Mormon another testament of Jesus Christ that he also visited other sheep not of this fold. And while still teaching from the state of the Spirit proclaimed, in Third Nephi chapter 9, Behold, I am Jesus Christ, the Son of God. I created the heavens and the earth, and all things that are in them are. I was with the Father from the beginning. I am in the Father, and the Father in me, and in me hath the Father glorified his name. I came unto my own, and my own received me not. And the scriptures concerning my coming are fulfilled, and as many as have received me, to them Have I given to become the sons and daughters of God? And even so will I to as many as shall believe on my name. For behold, by me redemption cometh, and in me is the law of Moses fulfilled. On this Saturday, his disciples were left to figure out how life can possibly go on without him. His death would have left them fearful for their own lives, grieving and wondering, now what? we can presume that the disciples, after their scattering, had gathered somewhere to grieve and ask these questions. Like these disciples who were all alone, we too have these times where we wonder, where has Jesus gone? I am all alone and hurting. In these moments, it helps for us to remember that the debt Jesus paid was not some abstract, ethereal debt It was real and paid to satisfy the law of justice. In our all alone times, we may be hurting so much that we don't see or feel his presence. It reminds me of the two disciples on the road to Emmaus, who walked and talked with Jesus, their Messiah, but recognized him nowt. Not or doubting Thomas, who demanded to see the nail prints and thrust his hand into his side. Perhaps there are times we are too quick to make Jesus Christ our Redeemer, the enemy. Jeffrey R. Holland, an apostle of Christ, wrote, One of the unfortunate legacies of traditional Christianity in an earlier era is the image of a wrathful, vengeful, angry God who is something like a mean-spirited umpire who is anxious to call us out on strikes. What a tragedy this must be to him who is the father of us all. Today, as we join our thoughts and hearts on the ultimate price paid to satisfy justice and do an inventory of our own beliefs around Jesus Christ, it is good for us to remember that Jesus has always followed the will of God the Father, not the winds of popular opinion. Today, when we choose choose to see god as the enemy it is only because we have not fully opened our spiritual eyes to recognize the pain of a suffering parent god's response to our sin has always been underlying sorrow remember he felt great compassion for mary and martha as the scripture state he jesus wept john eleven thirty five. Quote, in our lives we face trials and difficulties. Our Father in Heaven does not choose to intervene every time and take away our problems. Yet He has provided a way of escape through the atonement of Jesus Christ. Still, it must be so difficult to see us in our trials. The small verse in the Bible teaches us this reality. And as I think of this passage, Jesus wept. I can't help but wonder how many times has Jesus wept for me? Unquote. Liz Lemon Swindle, artist. Today is a good day to remember God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoso believeth in him should have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son to condemn the world, but through him the world might be saved. Bible, New Testament, Book of John, chapter 3, verses 16 to 17. So today, won't you join me in seeking to see God through the lens of our spiritual eyes so we can fall on our knees with gratitude for who he is and what he paid for you and me. Until next time, God be with you. Thank you.